Everyone, thank you for downloading this episode of the Final Third Podcast. We have a special episode uh, today. We decided to host a Twitter space in order to honor our 250 followers that we just gained uh, in this past week or so. And so we decided to have a live episode recording. It was just a test run, you know, just to see uh, how it all works. But it was pretty fun. So if you want to, you know, Join it in the future at Final Third Show on Twitter is where you'll find it. Uh, but in this episode, we talk about our best 11 in Europe, European seasonal best 11, the likes of uh, Levend- Lewandowski, Sala, Trent Alexander-Arnold, you know, the likes. So we debate which player should be on here, which player shouldn't be on here. And it gets pretty cool. It gets pretty intense. So hope you guys like it. Hello and welcome to another Thursday episode deep dive. We're recording this on Tuesday as part of our Twitter space where, you know, uh, we hit 250 followers on Twitter. So we decided to uh, do a little space on here. So we'll see how many people end up showing up on this. But the goal of this episode, actually, before I get to that, my name is Jack. I should get to that part. That's kind of important. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of Chelsea. I'm a fan of Minnesota United. I'm a fan of Atalanta, and I'm a fan of the U.S. and French national teams. And I'm joined here today with AJ. Yeah, I'm AJ. I'm a fan of Minnesota United, West Ham United, and the U.S. national teams. And yeah, we we reached 250 followers. None of them are here right now. That's okay. Actually, uh, uh, the persistent uh, uh, pod was on. Persistent refrigerant pod was on. And then we couldn't figure out how to get the stupid Twitter spaces working. You you think at this point, after after the many months that Twitter spaces were a thing, it, uh, Twitter would actually like, figure it out. Because we learned that you can't actually speak on desktop, despite being able to join on desktop. You can't even start a space on desktop. It, 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 it's, it's a, it was a whole ordeal. But we're here now, and hopefully we get some people on, and you know, maybe they hop on. Otherwise, this will be... Uh, a live recording for everybody so if you're listening to this in the future i believe it's up for like 90 120 days so if you want to just listen to this that's cool too otherwise we are also recording this on audacity and we're going to release this as an episode uh which is probably where the bulk of people who are listening are listening to this media from uh, but Jack, what are we going to be talking about today specifically? Uh, well, we're going to be doing something that we did last year as well, uh, but on a lower scale uh, because it took a long time last time. We are debating the best 11 for this season out of the top five European leagues. Uh, last season, we did uh, how many how many people was it? Was it a 23 person squad that we did? Uh Whatever it was, it was it was a lot of people. There were like uh, we had obviously had the starting level eleven. I think we had like a seven man yep. bench, and then five and honorable mentions. At least five, yeah, five yep. honor. Yeah, it, it, it was too much. Yeah. So so this year we have pretty much just the starting eleven, and I I, I know you have like what four honorable. Yeah, I mentions. have one for each major position group. So goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, and forward. Because there are a few okay. players that I wanted to fit in, but because they've had great seasons, but it was just impossible to get everyone in. Yeah, I I, I did not do that. And I, I think I also did this last year. I had my best 11 and I also just had four people just 
just just for whatever you know I don't, I don't have a goalkeeper on my bench i have one defender on my bench and the rest are just attacking players so it, it, it's not like I, I really have a uh a balanced team at all actually once we get into it we'll find out that my team is actually kind of kind of bad in that sense as it usually is yeah yeah very i mean i have a i have a decent formation on here so yeah uh, let's hear let's jack let's hear what your formation yeah is. so i actually have a 442 with a diamond midfield so oh wow. i know yeah I a little fancy that. uh so that that means i have uh a more deep line central midfielder a left and right midfielder and an attacking midfielder uh-huh okay that's cool uh i had a 442 and you know standard back four and then it gets really oh, bad no. <laughs> in the attack. It's two attacking midfielders and then two wingers that sometimes can be, you know, referred to more as like forwards, inside forwards, whatever. And then two strikers. So Okay, okay. There, there's really no like central midfielders. There's really no defensive midfielders. So no it's, balance. Like, it's all attack. The best form of defense is attack, some might say, you know. Yeah. All I'm saying is that I... At the very least, I think my defenders and goalkeepers are good enough to keep the balls out okay. long enough. So there's that. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about this, Jack. Did did you happen to cover all five leagues in your starting 11? Not just your honorable mentions, but your starting 11? Yes, I actually put a constraint on myself to, uh, to include okay, at I least two players from each league wow so i okay. I, I tried to spread the love around each of the leagues uh, a little bit you know uh okay. because I, i've watched I, I, i've watched I, some I, games from every league so uh and there's some good players in all of them so i wanted to give some recognition man. and my honorable man. mentions okay. are a little skewed towards the premier league but still okay some balance not now now i'm feeling bad because i definitely did not really try to to go for anything close to that and you can probably guess which league i i favored kind of overlooked yeah it was the primary league yeah. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh uh yeah so let us begin where we usually begin with goalkeeper jack why don't you get us started while i tweet out another advertisement to join this space all right so my the goalkeeper i picked i i knew this was one of the positions actually i knew right away what I was going to do. I alluded to that before okay. we started recording our Monday episode when we were talking about this concept. Uh, my goalkeeper is Mike Mignon from AC Milan. Dang. And the reason why, you know, he, he's been great this season. He had, I believe, the best, uh, the the most clean sheets in. Uh, well, yeah, he had the most yes. clean sheets in Syria. I almost said in Europe, but I think Allison and Ederson had more technically. Uh, but. He only conceded 21 goals in uh, in his appearances in 32 matches. That's incredible. He conceded uh, an XG of about 25. So preventing about four goals. Uh, But, you know, he was just really good this season and got AC Milan to the title. You know, people were kind of down on AC Milan a little bit at the start of the season because they lost uh, Donnarumma to PSG. But Mignon came in from Lille, and he has been amazing ever since. And it's crazy to think that in two years, he has two league titles in different leagues. Right. Yeah, I 
I actually did choose him as well, nice. and I think that I I honestly don't think that there's another goalkeeper that has been at his level in terms of importance. And this is a great opportunity to talk about how we chose our players. For me personally, I chose my best eleven based on how impactful they were and how good they were this season. And especially with goalkeepers, I feel like it's hard to really say like, oh, just skill-wise, this was the best goalkeeper. Because it's obviously dependent on like your opposition and most importantly, your defense. And I felt like while I could have chosen Ederson or Allison, because I think they arguably, or Courtois even, had more impressive seasons, I think given the people in front of Mike Mignon, not to say that the likes of Teo Hernandez and uh, uh, the midfield was poor, but I think when you compare, like, obviously Van Dyke, Matip, Cancelo, it, it is a different level. Plus, th- those are, like, bigger veterans. So the fact that the fa- fact that Mike Mignon was able to walk into this AC Milan team come out with the best save percentage in all of Syria, come out with the, the second most goals prevented in Syria as well, like you said, the most clean sheets, that tells you that this is a player that made a difference that is noticeable because there were times where he was carrying the defense. And the fact that they still won the league despite it being a very competitive end with a very talented Inter Milan squad, a very talented Napoli squad right at the end, it tells you that he was one of the most important pieces of that AC Milan team. And can't really say the same about Allison or or Courtois, even though obviously Courtois had a big hand, literally, <laughs> uh, with the UCL win. Uh, but overall... 38-game season, I'll have to give it to Mike Yeah, Mignon. and actually, you said best save percentage in Serie A. It's actually the best save percentage in Europe's top five leagues for goalkeepers okay, that have played well, there you go. Like, more than five matches. But All right. Awesome, awesome. Well, Jack, now that we're on the topic of goalkeepers, I do want to hear, since I don't have a goalkeeper backup, uh, who your backup goalkeeper was. Yeah, Um. so <laughs> I don't think many people would have picked him but i felt i felt like he deserved it for the season that he's had uh and that is uh someone from league on actually and we've got walter okay. benitez who has who right. plays for nice because he has had an impressive season 106 saves uh saved a penalty 14 clean sheets which i think is uh, close to up like the top in league on, but here's here's the craziest stat: thirty five goals conceded in thirty seven matches, xG on target conceded forty three. He prevented eight goals from going in, which is one of the best. Uh, I think just behind Jose Sa it, for Wolves. So uh-huh. that those are some impressive stats, I think. And uh, he, I feel like uh, he he doesn't get uh get talked about a lot because you know he's 29 he plays for nice uh not not like you know he hasn't always been like a huge name or anything but he he has had a very very good season and i wanted to give some credit to that uh because i thought he was great especially since nice did do pretty well this season yeah 
I, I definitely agree with that. I, I, I always think that it's, it, it, it's good to highlight the goalkeepers that aren't just in the top, right? Because obviously Nice is not a top, top team. And so being a, a quality goalkeeper in those leagues very much matters. Like that, that that's why I chose uh who's it Flecken right uh, uh, of Mark uh, Flecken. SC Freiburg to be my yeah to, to be my mid season goalkeeper of the year because I mean those guys they they, they really put their uh, hearts out in the line and you know good for him. All right, Jack, let's talk about some back lines here. Do you want to do you want to start uh fullbacks or do you want to go like left to right i don't know what you want to do let's here. go right to left because i have a feeling we have the same right sided player for this okay all right all right uh, how about jack you give your entire back line and then i'll give my back line and then we can talk about it more okay depth. so right back it it pains me to do it but it shouldn't it, though. He's I know the it best. shouldn't, but I I still don't like to say to to do it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have Trent Alexander Arnold, and then my two center backs. I have Jules Kounde and uh, Nicholas Schlotterbeck from Freiburg, and then my left back. I have Teo Hernandez from AC Milan. Yeah, nice, nice, Jack. We have the almost the exact wow, okay. same back line, even. I, I I thought that my, my Schlotterbeck uh, it was a deep choice cut. was going to be. I I I actually didn't think it was a deep cut. I I just didn't think that you were gonna pick it. Uh, I know that he's gotten a lot of praise because he ended up being like one of like the best eleven for Foot Mob and who scored. So I know that people knew about him. Uh, obviously, with me liking Flecken, I, I've been paying attention to SC Freiburg, uh, but I also had Trent. And Teo Hernandez, who I think I I didn't pick him for midseason, but I picked him for uh, left back of the season last season, yeah. which was so so I, I I have been I've been riding that Teo Hernandez train for quite a while. However, I did not uh, pick Kunde for my other center back. I picked Militao of uh, Real. Madrid. That's fair. That's fair. He's had a good season as well. Yeah. So Jack, let's start with the right back that pains you to you know to say is the best right back in europe even though it's definitely the case yeah trent alexander arnold of liverpool fc won two trophies fa cup efl cup almost uh was part of a quadruple team but jack why don't you praise trent a little bit Ugh. obviously you want to do that oh I, I i don't like having to do it but he had two goals 14 or 12 assists and uh i i as a, As right, a right back, back yes, first of all. and he created ninety chances, uh, which was best in Europe. Yes, yes. I I know I I I'm, I'm aware. Unfortunately, uh, he 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 was he was good. He was very good. He uh, he still he still needs to work on the defensive side of his game. I'll stand by that ah. because we saw it in the Champions League final. He fell asleep completely uh, on that goal. It's all his fault. I, I'm going to I'm going to say that uh, because <laughs> sure, I will sure. get my digs in on him if I can. Uh, but he was very good in the league. I can't fault him for it. Uh, he, he was he was he, he was one one of Liverpool's best players. 
that that's <laughs> I, I don't know what else I can say about him that hasn't already been said. Honestly, he, he's been very good. Yeah, I mean, sure, defensively, it hasn't been exactly like world beating, right? But I, 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 I don't think that that's necessarily a, a dig towards him because if the system fits him in a way that affords him that chance, then, you know, he's still a right back and he's still doing great things. Defensively, he's still doing uh, his job. I think the Athletic re- released a, a graphic a couple months ago comparing, like, the, 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 the quality of duel... I should say, like like tackles, you know, the quality of of how he stacks up defensively compared to some other uh, Premier League fullbacks, including Reese James and Kyle Walker, and it wasn't as good as the others. However, he still is able to do the job fine. Like uh, uh, Liverpool was pretty good defensively, and most importantly, the the role that he was supposed to play, which is heavily attacking defender right back wing back he has done to near perfection to the point where i would honestly crown him for this season the best uh, the best attacking defender in a single season ever and i because i I really can't think of anyone that has been this like one-sided into quality quality attack and i don't know I'll leave it at that, Jack. Uh, how about Nico Schlotterbeck, since we also agreed on him? What, what do you say about him? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, he, he played for Freiburg, which Freiburg has, have, has done very, very well this season. Exceeded pretty much everyone's expectations, uh, which is really cool. Uh, and he definitely showed his quality this season, chipping in four goals from center back is already impressive but beyond that he does really well with it with his tackles uh he he does what he he had 146 clearances and 156 interceptions really good stuff from him and he 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 just played very well and was a big part of freiburg keeping out goals which you know yes mark flecken did a great job at technically keeping the goals out of the net but he was also really good at making sure that not many people got there. And I believe Freiburg had one of the best defenses in Europe this season. It, uh, actually, they, they tailed off a little bit towards the end there, but they still had a very good defense in the Bundesliga where, like, you know, playing against Bayern Munich can be a sentence to, uh, to concede seven goals. Right. So right. Uh, very, very well in in those games. I, I was impressed with him, and I'm excited to see what he'll do at Dortmund next season. Yeah, I almost forgot that he, he is moving to uh, Dortmund. That's right. I, I, I am also uh, excited to, to see him because, you know, he, he had, he had a, a, at least a, a, an OK time with Union Berlin yeah. last season. But to see him really pop off like this. Uh, especially at the young age of 22 is really really impressive and and this is exactly why i didn't actually choose flecken to be my uh my goalkeeper of the season uh even after picking him to be my my midseason goalkeeper and that's precisely because 
like I was talking about with uh, Mike Bignon, the fact that the defense in front of uh, uh, Flecken was so good, unfortunately, takes a little bit from him. Not not to take any away from thing from him, but it's just to praise Schlotterbeck. I mean, he was despite losing in this final, according to Foot Mob, the man of the match for uh, Freiburg against RB Leipzig in the DFB Pokal final, and. It's just been super, super consistent uh, from Freiburg. And there's a reason why, you know, despite tailing off, they did have one of the, the best defenses compared to overall uh, transfer value and player value in this league, right? You don't expect Freiburg to be up here in the Europa League spots only three points away from beating out RB Leipzig to become a Champions League bound. But they were there, and that is very, very impressive. And the fact that it's hard to name uh, some of, of Freiburg's stars outside of the defense makes it pretty clear that a lot of it came down to their defense. There, They didn't have a, a goal scorer that scored double-digit goals. Schlerbeck ended up being one of the highest rated in not just this team, not just in this league, but in Europe. And that is a testament to him and his supporting cast and everyone in Freiburg. So, yeah. Jack Kunde, maybe a Chelsea player. Is that why you chose him to be in your best 11? Why don't you talk about him a little well, bit? I did. I, I chose him because he was just very good this season. Because, okay, actually, okay. Uh, it, might, it, it might surprise people who haven't watched La Liga, but Sevilla, best defense in La Liga this season. Uh, only conceding 30 goals, which is hugely impressive. Right. The The thing that held them back was kind of like Freiburg, not having a really good goal scorer to uh, get like insane numbers of goals. But Jules Kunde was great. Like I, I honestly, I, I basically did a coin flip between Jules Kunde and Diego Carlos because both of them were great. And I knew I wanted to use a Sevilla defender for the for for one of my defenders and you know Jules Kunde chipped in some goals but that's not why he's important uh he was important because he was he was good in a tackle he was actually really he had a really high uh dribble percentage success rate at least uh and made a lot of good clearances a lot of good headed clearances uh and was a big part of anchoring Sevilla's defense and making sure that, you know, they didn't concede a ton of goals, which, you know, that that did half the job for them, did get them a Champions League spot. But you look at how close they were to Atletico Madrid, and I have a feeling they would not be anywhere near that if it wasn't for Kunde and Carlos. So, you know, I, I feel like you could put either of them in here. I guess you could say I put Kunde for a few uh, over him for a few reasons. One, maybe there's some potential future Chelsea bias in there. Uh, and there's French bias. So uh, I'm not sure if you noticed it yet, but three out of the five players we've gone with so far for me are French. So. Wow. Yeah, it's true. That's hey, uh, more power to you. I I'd much prefer this than just Chelsea bias. So <laughs> I wish I could do uh, more Chelsea you know, bias. Yeah. I will say 
that it that, that is a good pick. I I can't complain about the French bias at all. So good on you, good on you. Uh, I I didn't end up going with Kunde or. Uh, I'm actually trying to think if I picked any more French players. Uh, maybe you'll have to wait and see. Have I have a feeling there's one more there in there be, at least. There there might be two. Okay. There might be there might be three. There might be three. Mm, yeah, there. Hey, actually, yeah, there, there might there might be three. There might okay. Be three. Uh, okay. So so I, I chose Militao, who's unfortunately Brazilian and not French, uh, and, and I, I chose him because of just like with Schlotterbeck, how much that he contributed to this defense with Real Madrid. Really, it wasn't necessary that he was like the best player on Real Madrid. I I can think of like other players that might be more impactful than him. But given just just given like like the pressure on him and how he performed to that and how important he was regardless of where everyone else was to this team, I just had to choose him. Real Madrid, obviously, they, they had the, the accolades to back up this pick, right? He was a pretty key role throughout this entire season, uh, give, giving Real Madrid a, a, a pretty pretty good a defense and really i mean y- you really can't a- argue with uh militao's performances I mean, his his ability to really play out of the back was seen here i mean he was in the top 20 percent for uh passes uh, attempted uh pass completion rate the dribbles completed so in in real Real Madrid fashion, he was able to progress the ball and and play an active role in the attack, even from uh, the defense, which was seen uh, by the fact with you know center backs per ninety, he would take almost a shot per game, and so he he was always uh playing playing actively, shot creating actions was up there as well, and I think just the fact that. When I look at this, the defense, I think that he was the most consistent throughout the entire season. That's why I would pick him. Uh, if I if I had to choose a, another center back, I think uh, it would be the opposite man to him uh, in the Champions League final, which ended up being uh, Joel Matip. Uh, I didn't have him in my honorable mentions, but I thought he was good too. But, but Militao, based on those accolades and based on how important he was throughout that run, I chose him. Jack, Teo Hernandez, obviously, uh, a good player. Also French. For AC Milan, also French, yeah. Uh, that would be one of my potential three, I guess. Jack, Teo Hernandez, just how good was he? Uh, fantastic. You know, he kind of burst onto the scene last season, uh, and he's been playing really well. He kept up his form from last season. Uh, maybe didn't score as many goals and uh, didn't get as many assists right. or got more assists technically. Uh, one more assist, two less goals. So, uh, yeah. But e- either way, he he was he was good on the attacking side, but he also improved his defensive side of the game as well. Uh, succeeded in about sixty five or sixty sixty five percent of his tackles. Uh, succeeded at way over 50% of his dribbling. He didn't have a lot of clearances and interceptions, but he created 51 chances from left back. That's 
pretty impressive. Uh, and all of this in only 30 games uh, or 32 games, I guess, 30 starts. Very, very good season from him. Uh, I mean, I I think that he is going to be like one of one of the best left backs of this generation, honestly. I think he, I, th- I, I, I think he's already already I, there. I think, in some I think he is, but uh, again, as long as he keeps improving that defensive side of his game, I think he can definitely reach those heights. But he's been fantastic, without a doubt. I, I seem almost like like Trent, where his role is to be a, a very progressive fullback in terms of what he does with the ball, and. You, you can look at the game against Atalanta where he scored a goal to to ice uh, help ice the title. That was huge. And y- you can see even even when he doesn't score, even when he doesn't assist, you can look at, at the games uh, prior to that versus Verona versus Fiorentina, where he, he, he played amazingly. He was able to be kind of a creative force despite also having a, a defensive role, which is like, the, you know, obviously the direction that we see a lot of fullbacks going, you know, that's why we highlighted Trent as well. But the fact that he does it to perfection and obviously has been a key part of this AC Milan team. I mean, he was man of the match for uh, multiple uh, games in the in the last uh, stretch against against Lazio, uh, against the, that Fiorentina and Atalanta game. And it, it really speaks in the stats. Like, I, I think... I think other than Trent, he has to be this the second best attacking fullback. And it's again, like you mentioned, it's not like his defense sucks either. It's literally just he is so good in literally the top 10% in almost every single uh, attacking metric, where whether it's XG, uh, expected assists, shot creating actions, uh, pro- progressive movement, dribbles completed, like... If if you are going to be a top team that you know is going to control the ball, you're gonna want to have Teo Hernandez on your team. It wouldn't surprise me if some even bigger team comes knocking trying to gazump him from AC Milan. Because if you have a wing back system or a fullback system that allows you to have him bomb forward, literally give him an amazing uh, starting cast and you're going to like win every single game. That's not an exaggeration, obviously. Yeah. That's just how I, he was also great in the Copa Italia. You know, he got three assists in four games, uh, 2.5 chances created per game, 67% tackle success rate, uh, like a a 70% dribble success rate, just really good all around from him. Uh, I, he I he's probably one of my favorite players on the French national team right now. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I, I will mention that my backup, my backup uh, defender ended up being Joao Cancelo okay. of Manchester City. Uh, I, I think you can honestly make up, make a, a very good case that he is the second best attacking fullback or, or at least a, uh, very very close third i mean he, he had seven assists uh in the league and i i just had taylor hernandez beat him out just slightly because i i think taylor hernandez played a more important role uh for ac milan compared to Cancelo with city i think 
even with Alec Kinsella, uh, you know, obviously they have Zinchenko. Obviously they have Kyle Walker, which, you know, both, while not probably not the same level as Cancelo, probably could have done the job and gotten the same result. So just in terms of impact, I chose Teo Hernandez. Jack, who is your backup defender? I'm surprised you haven't guessed it. It's it, it should be pretty obvious uh, because it's I, it's the I, actual third best attacking fullback in in Europe, yes. which is Reese James. Sure. Uh, he he was great. Boo. No, no, he, he he was fantastic. Uh, he Boo. he's better. He's better than Trent defensively. I'm going to stick by that. And he's also very good at it, uh, attacking wise. Uh, so he chipped in five goals and nine assists, which makes him pretty high up there. He he is the highest scoring defender. In, he was the highest scoring defender in the Premier League. So there is that. He also had the same amount of goal contributions from lower quality shot uh, shots and assists and passes, I guess, in uh, expected goals and expected assists. Very good. And uh-huh. also he, he missed a good chunk of games. I, I think he would have done even better if he got if he was able to play more. But still, in 22 games, 48 chances created, you know, about two chances created per game. He had about an 80 uh, 75% dribble success rate and about a I, I'm doing the math in my head because the on the computer version of footmob does not show percentages for whatever reason. And uh sure. about a 70% tackle success rate. That's really good. That that's really good considering how much he bombs forward. He also has great recovery pace, lots of clearances, uh, and interceptions, but the attacking influence he had, the assists, uh, you know, Chelsea have found a an incredible player from their academy here. And I think that he's just going to continue to get better. Yeah, I uh, definitely agree. It's why he was on my fantasy team. Like, I, I can't pretend to to, to hate people uh, just because they're on Chelsea. Like, you know, got got to give him credit. It, it, it is tough that he had to go against Trent Alexander-Arnold because I think if it was literally any other right back, it would have been Reese James. Exactly. But unfortunately, <laughs> generational talents sometimes come in pairs. Uh, yeah, very, very uh, good back lines. Well, I think we have both. The both of us have two very good, you know, steady defenders, and center backs, and just some some fullbacks that will just Bomb like forward you'll be like why are they yeah why are they in the opponent's uh, opponent's six yard box what's going <laughs> on there and that's just what they do that's just what they do uh speaking of defense jack since i don't have a defensive midfielder i'll let you talk about midfielders first why don't you give me your defensive midfielder at the the end of your uh uh the bottom of the diamond what, what the bottom it? of the, the diamond the bottom of the diamond yeah yeah so I've picked um, a player from another team that I, I like quite a bit uh, and comes from Monaco. And you can probably guess okay. exactly who I'm talking about. And that is Aurelian Tshuameni, who has been mm-hmm. great this season. Potentially Real Madrid. Uh, yeah, it, it does seem like that is the case. Uh, it does seem like he will be going to Real Madrid, which, you know, uh, I, I'm kind of mad that Real Madrid keeps stacking young French central defensive midfielder talent 
because they, yeah. that's what they're doing. They already have Camavinga, and now they're going to get Tuchuamani. Uh Yeah, Camavinga, who is doing pretty well, and, and now that they, they just have more. Exactly. It's just not, yeah, you're right. It's just not yeah, there. Yeah, but uh, Tuchuamani from central defensive midfield did chip in three goals to assist, but he was also really in control of games. Uh, he he was kind of a deep line playmaker, making 20, uh, getting 21 total chances created, but over 2000 passes, pretty good dribble rate, about 50 50 on tackles, but uh, still a lot of interceptions. And I feel like that's the big thing you want with a defensive midfielder. 101 interceptions, uh-huh. averaging about three interceptions per game. Uh, that's pretty incredible to to be at that kind of number. And I feel like, uh, you know, this is this is the next Conte. Th- that's that's my that's my bold statement that I'm making oh, wow. here. Uh, okay. He he works. His work rate is insane. It's incredible. Uh, I really like watching him play. It's it's always really fun to see to see him because it it can look like he's in a terrible situation and then all of a sudden he's just dribbling out of it or uh you know the opposition can be on the attack and he just stretches out a leg and cuts it out he he has been fantastic this right. season and you know i i wish chelsea chelsea had an opportunity to sign him last season for 30 million and they're like no we'll give him another year to develop well develop he did and he developed into right. a very very good player worthy of being in the team of the season in my opinion all right sick sick all right jack let's talk about some midfielders now uh i'll go first since since you did your defensive midfielder i'll give my my two central midfielders and then you can give me your two central midfielders and we could i mean they're left and they're left and right midfielders that i have so it's a wide diamond it's a wide diamond okay (laughs) Wow. Okay. A yeah. wide diamond. I, I'd love to see it. I love. I'd love to see how that works. I don't know how it's going to work, uh, honestly, uh, but it. I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, well, uh, in, in that case, I, I'll just give my uh, central midfielders. I, I chose Kevin De Bruyne as an attack-minded midfielder, and I chose Christopher Nkuku, also <laughs> an attacking-minded uh, midfielder, and. Another one of those French players, Jack. I know, yeah. Another one of those French players. Uh, so, Kevin De Bruyne. Literally, what can you say about him that hasn't already been spoken about? He was playing out of his mind. I- I'm forgetting like the actual stats for the second half of the season, but he already was playing pretty well, and then in the second half of the season, it just turned on even further. Uh, 15 goals and eight assists in the league and there are times where when you watch Manchester City it seems like Kevin De Bruyne was like that quarterback role was like the heart and soul of the team I mean just looking at his his resume for the season Jack no joke no joke is literally in the top one percent for every single one of the these attacking stats literally every single one because what I noticed throughout watching Kevin De Bruyne and what solidified him as literally one of, if not the best Premier League player this season, was the fact that he was able to turn from not just an assist machine, not just a, a, a chance creation machine, but into an actual scoring machine. Like like 
15 goals, the majority of those happening in the latter half of the season, is th- those are not numbers that you expect to see. That is the highest uh, season in terms of scoring that he's ever had, going back all the way until 2008. Like, the role that he's played with Manchester City, obviously in that final, the final game against Aston Villa as well, it, it, it has been nothing short of incredible. And he's one of those players that you're like, wow, it, it really is just like fine wine, that Kevin De Bruyne. He's getting better and better and better, and it just doesn't seem to stop. Before, you can probably say that, oh, without without him, Manchester City would still click. Like They have very talented players like Mahrez, uh, uh, Bilva, uh, Sterling even. Uh, in years past, but this season especially, it felt like he he was being he was pl- being played more and more often because they just needed him so 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 much to get things clicking. And in terms of importance and just ter- terms of skill, I just had to go with Kevin De Bruyne, uh, and I also had had to go with Christopher Nkunku of RB Leipzig, who, despite RB Leipzig, not winning uh the league they won they won the dfb pokal i just had to choose him despite a slow start for this team as a whole i had to choose him 20 goals and 13 assists one of the highest in terms of goals plus assists uh in the bundesliga this might be a, a little bit more of a, a hot take i don't think christopher Nkuku's. i don't think a lot of people necessarily see him as highly but when you have a goals plus assist count that is second only to robert Lewandowski. At the age of 24, you have to be doing something good. And he, many times, again, just like Kevin De Bruyne, carried this RB Leipzig to success. And he was a a major, major part uh, in this RB Leipzig uh, win against Freiburg in the DFB-Pokal, getting a goal. But even throughout uh, their Europa League uh, campaign, they lost to Rangers in the semifinal. He scored a goal. It wasn't his fault, right? And, and so he even played a huge role against Atalanta. He scored a brace to make sure that they, they get set, sent to uh, the semifinal. Like, he has played such a key role in so many of these games that solidified RB Leipzig as a Champions League team when, at the beginning of the season, when they were under Jesse Marsh, that wasn't the case. Like, he was, he was at many points, RB Leipzig. And you just know that he's going to make some some big, big move. It, I, I'd be surprised if that's literally not even uh, in the works already because that is just how powerful he is. PSG had made a mistake from letting him go. Like, like this is a guy who played such a huge role this season and is going to be even better next season. So, yeah. I, I, Jack, I know you have a, an attacking midfielder. I, I'm curious to see if he chose one of those two players, but your wider midfielders, go ahead. Yeah, well, let, let me start with the attacking midfielder that I chose. Yeah, okay. Uh, so right. the attacking... I think that means something. I, it, it's Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> okay, yeah, good, good, uh, good. And I just wanted to highlight one stat that's crazy to me that you that you left out. He scored 15 goals. His expected goals tally yeah. from that, 6.2. Uh, finishing with yeah exactly like that that is on par with like actually no that's just better than anyone else like I don't think I don't I I don't (laughs) I don't think there is a single player 
that overperformed their XG total by that much, nearly double digits. That that's incredible. Also, he had a he had an, a shot accuracy over 50 percent. Which is also pretty impressive. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, that, that that's uh, I, you've already said enough praise for him. Uh, I'll also give away my honorable mention because it was in Kunku as well. I, I did awesome. have to include him. Good. Yeah, I did have to include him. He was very good this season. So and the French bias, yeah, of, course. of course, we had we had to. I, I actually did the did the numbers on this. Uh, my my team, you know, there's 15 players in it. Just under half are French. There are seven French players in this team. Wow. Uh, that just means they're going to win the World Cup, obviously. So it's fine. Uh, yeah, you should you should have just said my best. Love it's just the just French the, national the French team. national team. Yeah, yeah. On, honestly. Jeez. And speaking of you said no, going on to yeah. wide players, let me start on the left wing <laughs> because I've got Kylian Mbappe. I think I know it's going to be I have Mbappe. Yes. Really? OK, that's actually not who I thought. Really? You didn't you didn't think I was going to pick Mbappe? who had, I think, the highest total goals and assists tally in Europe. Uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. He had 45 goals plus assists. That, mm-hmm. I, I don't care if it's in league on. That's an incredible. That <laughs> is an incredible tally. Because he managed to stand out in the team that has Messi on it. Like, he, he managed to, to stand out above Messi, which... <laughs> is kind of difficult to do. It doesn't, even if Messi has like a supposed bad season, he still stood out ahead of him. Uh, and right. Mbappe was just on fire this, this season. Like he, he was scoring all types of goals. He had, he had some headers. He had, he scored with his right, his left uh, on penalties, you know, he inside the box, outside the box, no matter what, he was just everywhere. Again, over 50% accuracy rate on his shots. Created 70 chances, uh, which is really good. Had an over 50% dribble uh, success rate. Obviously wasn't making tackles and all that. But even then, he succeeded in 8 out of the 11 tackles he attempted. So when he was asked to do a defensive job, he did it pretty well. And, uh, you know, PSG are so lucky that they were that they were able to convince him to resign for them. Because... Right. He he could he could very well play. I mean, every club in the world would want to have him every single one. Uh, This is like he is the epitome of a world class player. He he is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I could not leave him out of this best 11 because he is the best left wing player in in the world, in my opinion. (laughs) All right. Right. Who did you who did you well, think I was going to pick? I'll, I'm I I don't I don't I don't really know. I, I should have seen that coming. I, I forgot for a second that he was French and I, I really should have put <laughs> uh, two and two together. I but I honestly I honestly thought that you may have gone with my okay. pick. And I, I, I think listeners and Jack, you should know who I'm going to pick for my, I, my I think I winner. know. And, and and that is Vinicius Jr. And I, yep. I know, I know that that that, that is like kind of a, a low key hot take, given of course the stats that you mention uh, with Kylian Mbappe. But I I really think that in terms of impact with the team, and most importantly the accolades in which 
his success brought on to the team, it, it had to be Vinicius Jr., right? It's okay. 45 goals plus assist is good. I'm not going to take anything away from Liga, but 27 uh, goals and assists in La Liga while also playing with Benzema, I think doesn't necessarily equate, but gets you really close up there. And I, I think his ability to be a star and like a very solid role play player in Real Madrid cannot be ignored. He obviously played a huge role in that Liverpool game in the Champions League final, scored the lone goal. Not only that, but got them in many ways uh, to the title. Got, uh, I believe, the second most goals and assists in La Liga. Was undoubtedly, like, no debate, the second best player in La Liga. Which, given how good the first player is that we'll definitely mention in a second has to have him be in this like in this top 11. And so I understand that Kylian Mbappe had a very good season, but unfortunately like they they they, they didn't win anything past Liga. And I know that this is like a a, a player award and I you shouldn't take too much from their team into into consideration here. But a, I make the rules for my own team. That's true. I want to that is true. Vinicius Junior. Yeah, yeah, you can't forget that. But also, I I truly do think that what Vinicius Junior did here, in my opinion, is a lot more impressive with the accolades, with the level of competition, with his ability to stand out even with Benzema. Yeah, I, I'll have to go with Vinicius okay. Junior. Jack, I, I'm I'm sorry, but honestly, I I respect Mbappe. Spoiler alert: he was my honorable one of my honorable okay. mentions. Okay, so uh, it, it's yeah. it's gonna it's gonna kill you when uh because uh, Vinicius Junior isn't even in my honorable mentions. Yeah, I, I assume because you didn't you didn't give him a, a, a midfielder honorable mention, but that that's that's okay. That's yeah, okay. It, it was it was tough. Uh, it was tough to 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 leave him off. I've I've got to say it was it was tough because but the competition at winger is so tough. It's so tough. Yeah. Well, well, that 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 brings us to your right sided uh, midfielder. I believe is the last of your midfielders. Yes, left, right? and okay, it's I oh I. It's so tough. Just say it. It's Just tough. Say it. I I I'm actually going to change uh change who I was going to put here. Oh no way! A mid episode change because That's I'm crazy. looking at the stats That's again, crazy. and I honestly think that despite I think this player was more important to the their team. Uh, and what I'm I, originally I had Salah, and wow. I, you're changing I am it to my honorable mention from for, from a forward position, which is Hyunmin Son. I, okay, okay. It's it's so tough. I feel like you could change these around. How, Just say it, you bro. can change yeah. it around how, yeah. however you want. But both of these players have been fantastic. But I think Son has been more consistent throughout the season. I 
I think that I okay. The thing, the thing that the thing that I was thinking about with this is, at first I was like, oh yeah, Sala selects himself, but then I I thought about it a little bit more, and in all of like the biggest games of the season, and this might get some Liverpool supporters mad. I feel like Sala didn't really perform up to standard in those games. Like in every one of the finals, yeah, he had some shots, but he did not look like himself in those games. Son is the okay. reason why Tottenham have been playing so well this season. Like we we saw during AFCON without Salah, Liverpool were all right for the most part. They weren't scoring as much, uh-huh. but they were still winning games. They won every game during the AFCON window. Okay. On the other hand, I Tottenham without Sun just isn't the same. It, it just isn't the same. And they had the same amount of goals. Sun had less assists. Yes, but, you know, he, he overperformed his expected goals by a ton still by eight by uh, 7.2 goals, which is already incredible. He uh, he created 72 chances, was pretty good at dribbling and uh, I, I, I feel like he is the reason why Spurs like got powered to that fourth place finish. And you, you, you listeners know how, how tough it would be for me to give credit to a Spurs player <laughs> as a Chelsea fan, how tough it is. But I've got I've got to give credit to him. I've got to because he was he he was incredible this season. And I know, AJ, Ooh. you're about to say exactly why Salah is your choice on the right wing. I, yeah, I will. I, I will. <laughs> but Sun was my honorable mention for exactly those reasons. However, okay. Now, I, now I, you know, got me doubting I, I know. Too, I, I got you thinking a little bit. It's tough, right? They're, it's they're tough. both incredible. And, and, they're, and they yeah. scored the same amount of goals. They were both hugely important to their teams. So it's it's really tough to make the actual distinct distinction between them. Yes. However, and it, this is why this is why this season in particular was very tough because there were so many attacking players. Oh, yeah. Honestly, in the defense, it was a little easier or harder. It, it was harder in the sense where I was like, I was like, which player like really stood out? And it was a little harder to tell. Now in the attack, it's like which players didn't stand out because there's so many. There's so many, and Sun gotta give credit to him. Obviously, as an Asian American, I I love seeing uh Asian players uh, perform well. I will love to see South Korea do well in the World Cup. However, I'm gonna go with the Egyptian king himself, Mohammed Salah, who, mind you. They score the same amount of goals. Salah top assists in the Premier League. Th- that's true. This is true. Goals plus assists. Salah clear sun by six. Salah is on top of so many stats. Goals per 90. XG. XG on target. Shots on target per 90. Just total shots per 90. Uh, it is up there for uh, things like expected assists, chance created, expected assists. So many of the things that really make up the bulk of an attacking attacking winger's job. Salah is the top of his class. And while, yes, of course, he did drop off 
uh, off of AFCON. His worst is a lot of top players' best. Simply put, simply put. And it cannot be it cannot be ignored that the reason why Liverpool were up there with Manchester City to begin with was because of Salah at the beginning of the season. I know this the second season, second half of the season wasn't as impressive, and Liverpool found uh, solutions in different ways. But as we have noted in the last episode, Liverpool did not have the great ability to close out games because it was pretty much only Salah that was performing. I will point to you the fact that from the 28th of August to the 24th of October, Salah scored in every single one of those games. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row that he scored. That is 10 goals in seven games. And he scored in the, the home opener, the only team, the only game where he didn't score in that like beginning of season run was against Burnley of all teams. And they still won two to zero. Thanks a lot to him. Like he was such a big reason why Liverpool even had a, a chance to catch up to Manchester City at the end. Without him, you literally like like legitimately half of like Liverpool's goals just disappear into thin air. You know, like like what he he had he had thirty six uh thirty six uh goal contributions yeah ninety four uh, goals uh, for Liverpool he scored uh, or assisted a third of Liverpool right it it's it's him and everybody else but he is the man for this position even though I I I love Son uh, as a as a player not as a Tottenham player <laughs> that's for sure uh. Only Tottenham player I really like, other than Kulisevsky, I think he's fine. But I, I just gotta give it to Salah. I, I'm sorry. Like, like now, the more that I, I like spoke, the more I'm just convinced that it, it has to be Salah over Son, despite the fact that Son is another one of my honorable mentions. Of I, I don't know, Jack. I, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I, I'm actually more convinced that it's Son over Salah because no, no here, dude, here's you're the crazy. reason why. You're actually crazy. Because I was looking at the team. Of the goals, because you said, like, if you take away Salah from Liverpool, like a quarter of their goals dry up, which is right. Like, that's exactly like 23 divided by 94 is 24.5 percent. It's 27. Thank you very much. Like, like, like to, uh, to, uh, 27. Oh, OK, uh, goals plus, plus assists. assists. OK, sure. Uh, if you do Suns goals plus assists, uh, do you want to know how much of Spurs' goals dry up? I'm guessing it has to be like close to like half. It's 45 percent. Because their top scores was Son at 23, Harry Kane at 17. Next was Lucas Moura with two. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) Liverpool have Salah at 23, Mane at 16, Jota Jota at 15, Firmino at five. Uh, To get down to Uh, two goals, you have to go down to their 13th goal scorer which is Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. Uh like I I I I I think I think Son was is essential to Spurs. If you take him away from Spurs, their their team does not perform. Their team just doesn't perform mm-hmm. at all. Uh like I I think they they're legitimately like just super mid table without him. He 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 make be like Liverpool can function without Salah 
Spurs can't function without some. You say that, but I, I, I still think that the like, regardless, these two teams are on different tiers. And I, I guess I, I made the mistake of bringing up like the <laughs> goals for assists compared to like this to, to the the team. But right, even even after uh, Tottenham's resurgence, they're still twenty one points off of Liverpool, right? Like like yes, the fact that that Son was the best player in Tottenham. May, it is impressive but like you said it's not like tottenham is perfect impressive overall uh to, to to use like your logic with mbappe the fact that solo was able to stand out in the way that he did with a team with the likes of mane with with uh tiago with trent i think i think that's impressive in its own right and in this case in this like context makes him a little bit more impressive when you consider the fact that these are two very different levels of teams spurs i'm i'm happy i'm proud i'll say this with my entire chest will not be fighting for a title in the next two or three years liverpool is and so it's different levels i'm still sticking with salah i'm locking in my answer there i'm not going back i'm sorry (laughs) I, I mean, Salah is still my uh, honorable mention for a forward, but I, I don't know. I, I, I convinced myself more the more I looked at the statistics that some deserves it. And so I'm going to give it okay. to him. All right. I, I'll agree to disagree. even though I disagree so hard, <laughs> so hard. Uh, I don't think we're going to yeah. disagree on the well, front, too. I, I don't think we will. I, I do want to give my honorable okay. mention because uh, uh, I have another honorable mention for a winger. Or is he a winger? Yeah, of course he's a winger. What am I saying? <laughs> okay. uh, I'm I, curious. I'm curious. The, the, Actually, the, the two strikers wait, were I think so, I, so far ahead. I think I might know who this oh, winger is. It, is. Is it bias? Is there bias in this at all? No, actually, okay, okay. okay. You would think, you'd think I'd go with Luke I, Bowen. I did. That's, was, that's what I was thinking. Uh, even though, hey, now that you mentioned, I will say undeniably, undeniably the best English winger this season. Okay. Undeniably, <laughs> undeniably. But unfortunately, the best English winger, in my mind, was not as good as Raphael Liao. That's fair. And you're, That's you're very thinking, fair, like, yeah. Like, 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 sure, he was good. I mean, he only got, but he only got 11 goals and 8 assists. Like, I'm pretty sure Jared Bowen had more than that. But AJ, what are you doing? Well, here's the thing. Number one, Liao's only 22. Give him a break. Number two, because that's not actually an excuse. Number two, he played for AC Milan, who won the league. And he ended up being the top goal scorer for this team. This is a team with, 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 with bona fide stars, with veterans, Giroud, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yet he came out on top at 22 years old. And his run, even when he wasn't scoring goals uh, to end off uh, the season, like you just look at FootMob, had a 7.0 rating or higher from April 4th onwards. Uh, he was undeniably a central piece and a, a player that will have teams built around him for as long as he stays at this level. And this is just an arm engine, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it uh, with, with this, like, his his stats obviously are good, but even more than that, when you look at the eye test, 
he just lifts everybody up to the point where you really can't imagine this AC Milan team being quite as good. They probably could have found some replacement level player for him, but the fact that he played such a pivotal role in this team has to put him up here. Jared Bowen, it was a good shout, though. It was a good shout, of course. All right, Jack. Our strikers. I'll, 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 I'll say mine, because I think we're... we're I, I, I feel like Number that. one is obviously... It's obviously... Uh, Olivier it's Giroud. Obviously Lukaku. Yeah, <laughs> we waiting for the same yeah. joke. Okay. No, no, it's, it's Lewandowski. It is, Benzema, yeah, right? of course it is. It is, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jack... Let, let, let's 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 just start our mandated 10 minutes of praise for these okay, players okay. like it it, 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 it it just it just will be just blind praise oh right? yeah i mean there i don't think you can have any negatives to say about these players i i don't think it's really possible at this at this point yeah i mean who who, who you want to start with who actually now that we're talking about this Let's let's rank these oh, two. Who God. who do you think had the better season? Because <laughs> I I I'm pretty steadfast with mine, and I it, it's Benzema, and anyone that's listened to this should know that I even when Jack didn't like him like before the Euros, I was like, oh, Benzema's good. Benzema's good. I I I've come and, around on, on him now. I I I was just upset because he took away a spot from Giroud, and that and. You know, Giroud is one of my favorite players, and I I get laughed at every time I say that. I went out, I went out to uh, uh, with some friends. <laughs> that's, that's I so went funny. out with some friends, and they were like, "Unironically, your favorite player is Giroud," and I was like, "Yes, it is." But this isn't about Giroud. This is not about him. Uh, this is about Benzema yeah, and Lewandowski. And I would agree with you that Benzema had the better season because both Lewandowski and Benzema. Won their won their uh, domestic uh, like league right? They won their league. They were both top scorer in that league. But Benzema had the Champions League and was the top scorer in the Champions League as well. So, uh huh. Uh-huh, I I think uh-huh. it's I I think it's pretty clear who the who the best player was uh, between the two of them. Uh, and hey, I mean next season we could see them facing off in uh, El Clasico, which. I wouldn't mind it. I, I wouldn't would, mind it at all. Oh my gosh. I have not fully internalized know, right? that. That is the most amazing news I've ever heard. It, isn't, isn't that fantastic to think about? Wait. Just two geriatric <laughs> players going at each other. Lewandowski's like, what, 35? Uh, he, he will 30, be, he'll be 34 next year, 34. and Benzema will also be 34. So. Okay, sick. <laughs> just, just imagine, just imagine. This time last season, we were thinking like, oh, man, uh, in, in like two seasons times, you could see Mbappe in Holland in El Clasico. Nope. nope, we're getting two 34 year olds. <laughs> That's so funny to me. That's so funny. Honestly, honestly, uh, better. Like, not not going to lie. Kind of better. Yeah, for now, for the yeah, short term, I, in the I short mean, term. For, yeah, for, for the short term, for the short term, I'll, I'll definitely agree. OK, well, R- Robert Lewandowski, I, I, I think. Before we talk a little bit more about them, very good player, obviously, mm-hmm. was 11 goals ahead of the second top goal scorer in Bundesliga, Patrick Schick, with uh, 24 goals, Lewandowski, RL9, 35 goals. So, obviously, very, very impressive. Uh, 
undoubtedly a key role for his Bayern Munich team. However, the thing, it, not just the fact that when you look at it, Karim Benzema has the Champions League, but Robert Lewandowski had three assists. Jack, Karim Benzema had 12 yeah. assists. 27 goals, 12 assists. What? 39, 39. Uh, goal contributions. Technically better than Lewandowski. Robert Lewandowski? By yeah. one, by one. But it's not just that. I, I, I think if, if Kareem Benzema was the main goal scorer, he can get 35 goals. But Robert Lewandowski isn't the assister. It's not his job. I, I'm not going to hold that against him, right? He is going to be that target man up there on top, right? Like, literally, like, the fact that he doesn't score assists, that, that's not the thing that bothers me. That's to say that Kareem Benzema because he's able to get those assists, just seems like a more pivotal role for Real Madrid. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, like, he like, is. Uh, you know, <laughs> Benzema is the best striker in the world right now. Let's which, go! Uh, I, I mean, he... he oh, it hurts. It hurts to say it. He deserves the Ballon d'Or. He deserves Unde- the Ballon d'Or. Undeniably, undeniably. It, it's... It, I mean, even Messi said it. This season, like he he was even like, yeah, Benzema gets the Ballon d'Or. No, no argument. And, you know, when the all time greatest winner of the Ballon d'Or says says Benzema deserves it, you're inclined to agree with him. Uh, So and plus, you know, he's French and the Ballon d'Or is French, so he's probably going to get it <laughs> yeah. that. And it, it wouldn't be any less deserved. He was fantastic this season. Lewandowski. Yes, he was very good, but Benzema was just fantastic right all, all around like seriously every i i feel like it, it it's hard to find a bad game that he played uh like even the games where he doesn't where, where he doesn't score he doesn't play poorly like maybe For he sure. plays le- like under his normal standards but even then it, he still plays pretty well. And I, I think back to the to the Champions League game where he faced Chelsea, the, the first leg. He scored a hat trick in what in what was it like? A, it was a pretty short amount of time, whatever mm-hmm. it was. But, you know, he, he just always finds a way to get through the defense. Right. And it's very impressive. So, yeah, I I. I, I'm very impressed by him. I've been very impressed by him this season. And yeah, that that's that's what I've got to say about him. Yeah. I I, I definitely agree. I, I I think he's had such an impressive, impressive season. And you can look back at those moments where he's come up big in every in every single champion Champions League game. I I feel like he he's he's played such a such such a pivotal role as you mentioned Chelsea uh PSG as scoring that hat trick like i mean they're real they're Lewandowski is so good yeah. when you look at the stats he he is on top of Bundesliga in every single stat that's a, like an attacking stat when you look at his advanced analytics he is you know top 1% for non penalty goals for 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 uh, uh xg you know what i mean but kareem benzema 
somehow is better. And again, I don't want to hold the fact that Lewandowski is not like the the uh, the complete forward type of striker. Like he's going to be more advanced. He's going to be that target man. And so I'm not going to hold the fact that Kareem Benzema is like in the top one percent for ball progressions or 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 passes for for forwards. Like I'm not going to hold that against Lewandowski. But gosh, when you look at the fact that Benzema is on top of every single attacking stat in La Liga by some margin, and you look at the fact that he he didn't just play a pivotal role in like their competition wins, but he was like the the man at some point some points the only man, especially in those those knockout games against the likes of Chelsea, Manchester City, and uh, uh, PSG. Like, he was scoring, like, the overwhelmingly majority of the goals for the, the knockout rounds in the Champions League, while at the same time leading the line in La Liga, 27 goals, nearly a goal a game. For such a dominant side in La Liga, there was no, there, there was no, no question. And the only thing that could have, like, helped him in a team resume uh, point of view is if they got the treble, if they won the Copa del Rey. And even 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 if they didn't win the Champions League, I still think that that he would have deserved it because he's been like this important for a Real Madrid team. People were talking about like, oh, you know, he relied solely on Ronaldo. Like now, Ronaldo leaves. Can this be Benzema's team? Yeah. In a way, yes. <laughs> the answer in, is yeah, yes. In a way, he is he has equaled Ronaldo's late career. Uh, contributions. I'm I'm not gonna pretend to say that Ronaldo, uh, was any such the imagination worse than Benzema. I, I think we could all agree on that. But in terms of Benzema's ability to carry this team, very much unmatched in this day and age. And so, yeah, I'll I'll have to give it to Benzema there. And and Jack, uh, you said your honorable mention, uh, Sala was your forward. Yeah. Uh, yep. Okay, so so no more honorable mentions here. If if I was to throw out another honorable mention for like a striker, uh, I I do actually have one. I I, I think for for an honorable mention. Let me okay. let me just make sure I've got the right person here. All right. Uh, but <laughs> while you're doing that, I I, I do want to say that my my mid season preview, Jack. If you if you have that or mid season. A review of the best players very much similar to what i have right now i i, I have uh sala i had vinicius jr i had uh benzma and Lewandowski. i almost had Cancelo. that would have been the same uh trent i had as my right back my differences were of course i mentioned flecken i had i had a uh, bremer bremer of torino mm-hmm. marquinhos of psg declan rice and dimitri payet but some players just really, you know, rose to the challenge. But Jack, who who, who would be your striker? I I thought I I do I do I give credit to to this player that's that he technically wasn't the most spectacular. Actually, no, I've got to give credit to him. You know what? I'm making a decision here. He deserves it. Lukaku. No, no I'm just I I wish I I wish I could be praising Lukaku in this episode, but um, <laughs> not unfortunately. That's not that's not the case. Um. And who I'm going to go, I'm going to go for, I feel like I've, I've told you about this player before that I feel like has not gotten enough discussion about him. 
but is very good. And that is Martin Terrier from Wren. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm like he has been very good, and Wren have been very good. Powered a lot by him. Twenty-one goals and three assists in Lyon. Uh, Twenty-five years old. He overperformed his xG by five point four. Very good. Only two penalty goals as well. Uh, created forty-two chances uh, from a striker position. Uh, was pretty good at dribbling. Actually got back and defended a lot. Had over a 50% success uh, rate in tackles. And mm-hmm. he he was pretty good uh, for for Ren. And it's a big reason why they finished in fourth place. So, right. you know, got to give credit to him. Ren also had the second highest goal differential and second highest goals scored. Uh, powered a lot by Martin Terrier. Uh or should I say Terrier? Because that's how it would be pronounced. Because French. Uh, right. Still very, very good. Uh, actually, any attacker from Ren has been very good this season. Uh, I I also I thought about doing Vissam Benyetter because also very very good this season. He had twenty five mm-hmm. goals and five assists. But I already I already gave praise to a Monaco player. And uh, I feel like Ren deserves a little bit beyond that. I I don't know who else I would give credit to for like a striker position. I feel like yeah, I feel like this year just, wasn't fantastic for a lot of strikers. Maybe yeah. it but even he dropped off uh, towards the end of the season. I mean, he, he still played like a very pivotal role when you compare y- Juve uh, before he came they were like the form table had them in like fifth place. Yes, that that's true. The, the, but the the eleven or so games that that uh, were left when he came, probably a little bit more than that. Uh, they in the form table second place. But but I I do understand like and that's why when we played fantasy, uh, fantasy Premier League, there were not a lot of you know good forwards no. that we could have picked, <laughs> and in a way. The two strikers that we chose, Benzema and Lewandowski, were the they, they wrote themselves onto this list. But it was also just the fact that they were literally like world world class, top of the pack, unbelievably historically great, and everyone else is just like good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That it, no. it was. It's tough to find. Like I, I'm looking through the other top five leagues, like. Iago Aspas was all right, but Iago uh, for Celta Vigo. Yeah, I is that. Yeah, yeah okay. like he was all right. At, actually, I could think of one other striker that I could or a few actually now looking at Serie Chiro Mobile did have 27 goals. Yeah, I, but yeah, Tammy yeah, Abraham yeah. did very well for Roma, powering them to uh, the Europa Conference League final. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Even then, like they they weren't like amazing. Like even Immobile had seven penalty goals. Like sure, yeah, I know penalties aren't a one hundred percent guaranteed to be goals. Jorginho's yeah, taught me now. that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, you made it even oh, more sad. You made it even yeah, more sad yeah, with that yeah. one because that one cost silverware. Not not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, he he wasn't he wasn't as important to his team. 
as, you know, Benzema, Lewandowski, or as I said, like for an honorable mention, Terrier, like they, they were all more important to their teams, I think. Sure. I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I like strikers were just another, uh, another level of, you know, talent when it came to Benzema and Lewandowski. Everyone else, I, yeah, whatever. Wingers, on the other hand, it was very, very hard to, to pick wingers and attacking midfielders just because I think this was their year. I think, I think, I think the, the, the goal contributions have been very much spread out to even fullbacks, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, shade, shades of total football, even though not necessarily at that point, but definitely a little bit more. You expect goals to come from everywhere, whether it's assists or goals. I mean, as a Chelsea fan, you probably know that very well. Yeah. The, so, yeah, the game's kind of evolved in recent years to be more focused on the width of the field rather than going up the center. Yeah. Like in, in the last, like probably in the last five years, I think that that's been a trend and it kind of starts with like, I think Eden Hazard is a really good example of that. Like his kind of play started shifting more towards a lot of your goals are going to come from winners. Like mm-hmm. we, we saw like in most of the leagues this season, uh, you know, uh, the Premier League with City, they didn't have like they didn't have a, a big striker that was uh, scoring all their goals for them. Uh, like Real Madrid. Yeah, they had Benzema, but even he was dropping back a little bit and Vinicius took up a lot of, of a lot of work too. Uh, Bayern, I guess, is kind of the exception. Uh, but AC Milan, Giroud had less goals than Rafael Leao, who's a winner. And right. uh, in Ligue 1, it was it, it it was Mbappe who who was helping that team, who played kind of as a striker, but also like more out wide than through the middle. So, I I mean, I I think we're just we've just kind of seen a shift towards, you know, that that sort of that sort of play style, which honestly I think right. is more exciting. I think it's more exciting than just like pass the ball to your tall guy in the middle and hope he heads it in the net. I, I mean, I, I do I, like I, it. I still, I, I like the, I like seeing tricky wingers as well. I, I like tricky wingers too. Obviously, I, I do miss like the kind of classic number ten that we see in MLS a lot, right? Like uh, when you look at. You know, we're getting off topic. Here, yeah, but, you know, it's still on topic. Like Reynoso, Zelleron, Pozuelo. Like MLS is the last like one of like the you know top top twenty or so leagues that I can say has a number number tens play such a pivotal role. Like the the last like really like top level number ten who is like a pure pure number ten is probably like Mesut Ozil, and now we've kind of like gone away from that where it's not just you know. Like you said, the the tall guy up top, target man, and then the very creative number ten. It's a lot more complicated than that. Which, which, you know, I'm sad, but I should also say I'm really excited for when we somehow find a way to get center backs <laughs> just bombing forward. That hey, that's what I'm. That, that's that's the next Chelsea. Tactical. That's Chelsea. Like Rudiger, yeah, no, Rudiger, uh, Christensen. Actually, they're all gone now. Uh, never mind. Uh, I'm sad again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I guess it's gonna be what Barcelona now and Real Madrid. 
Or in Real Madrid. Aw. Aw. Yeah. Poor <laughs> Chelsea fan. Aww. I know. I know. It's very I, sad. Yeah. This is, this is how every other small team feels. Yeah, our man. owner only get, get our, our new owner is only going to give two hundred million instead of two hundred and fifty million this this summer. It's it's really tough out okay. here, you know. That's, that's <laughs> whatever. You know, I, I, you know, in my football manager save, West Ham gave me like thirty million dollars for the transfer window, and I was really excited. I think that might be a record uh, window. Really that might be a record yeah. window. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, I've already bought some good players, so who knows, who knows? Uh, but yes, I think that's a sign to to tell us that this best eleven comparison is done. Yeah, Jack. <laughs> the last question I want to ask you is, which which team beats which? Because I'm I'm backing my team. I'll be honest. Not not that your team can't do some damage, but. My my actually my team I, is going to win because you have no stability in the midfield. Actually, <laughs> I, yeah, I take back everything I said. I was like, I, I was like, yeah. I mean, I, I got some really good attacking players. Like, I got I, I think my attacking players are better than his. And I was like, hmm. Let's look at my midfield. Yeah. Oh, there's nobody <laughs> it's there. Not there. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fine. I, I I can see that you'll win, but it's gonna be like. Seven to six. How about that? I I could see it. I could honestly see it being a high scoring one. It's, uh, it 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 could do that. But I think yeah, we're not that far off. What are what are the differences? I have Kunde Mbappe and Chuamani and Son as the only differences. Which actually, now yes. that I say it, is actually quite a lot. But <laughs> yeah, and, and I I have a uh, a uh, Sala a uh, Militao. Vinicius Jr. Who am I forgetting? Uh, uh, Ungo, Cuckoo as well. So, yeah, a, a bit of difference. I think the big difference is tactics there, yeah. unfortunately for me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, listeners, Jack, let's, clo- let's close out, let's close out uh, the, the podcast recording before we just wind things down here. Uh, Jack, for the people that are listening to this, on a Thursday, where can they find us on social media? Uh, well, they can find us on Twitter at Final Third Show. Uh, you know, if you're if you're watching this playback back on Twitter, you can actually see it right there. Uh, so at Final Third Show, you can find us on there. Bunch of tweets on soccer, any soccer news uh, from any league, really. Uh, it would be it would be great if you would follow us on there. Yeah, it would be great indeed. All right, everybody. We're going to see you guys uh, this upcoming Monday for a news and predictions episode <sighs> about something. Maybe we, well, I, I think actually we will be talking about the international window. I yeah, probably, there, there's a few you know, games going on there. Shouldn't gloss over it. Yeah, we've got Nations League, both both in, uh, in Europe and in America. We have some friendlies. There's some, some other friendlies. things. We oh, we we have uh the the playoffs coming off uh, coming up for World Cup qualifying. That's gonna be huge. Yeah, it's gonna be an international focused, uh, international focused one. And we'll see you guys same time, same place for a deep dive episode. A topic which uh, some some one of our listeners actually recommended us talk about about the MLS TV deal potentially. Uh, we could be talking about that. So definitely stay tuned for that. And yeah. FinalThirdShow.com. If you want a one-stop shop for all things Final Third, tell your friend about the show. I'm sure he would love to hear us talk about Benzema or Lewandowski. 
tell your dad about the show, I'm sure he'd love to hear us come up with the worst tactically balanced starting 11s ever. So, yeah, we'll see you guys on Monday then. See ya. Bye for now.